0: Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards.
1: And I'm Brittany Leising. And
0: And this this
1: is is Life Life Pairings.
0: Because life
1: is hard. So we'll pair it with alcohol. I just once said blame it on alcohol.
0: <laughs> that too. <laughs> Dress in black, line the streets, and cry about somebody you don't actually know. As today's life pairing is royal deaths with
1: crown floats. We discuss Kaiser, the Irish, and Alberta. Woo. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking right on. <laughs> yes. Um, I
0: feel like we should explain what a crown float is before, like
1: just very briefly, just because people might not know. Oh, you want to go for uh, the crown float is uh, is Guinness uh, with a strong bow, uh, which is just like an ample cider. And that's a half and half. But I'll go into it a little bit later. But it is a a half and half mix. And I thought it would be Hmm. kind of funny for, uh, you know, to pair with the Royals.
0: Yeah, and uh, here in this time, if you're listening to this in the future, um, Prince Philip, the Queen Elizabeth's consort, has just passed away at the age of 99.
1: How would you like to just be (laughs) called the consort? Yeah. Like, isn't that just, like, a little offensive?
0: I don't think he liked that. I think he went... Well, I I get confused between what is real and what was on the crown. Right. So... I don't know. Matt Smith did not like that.
1: Yeah, I think the crown is like a pretty accurate portrayal. Like I don't think it's um, like
0: some of it is some of it's a little.
1: You think it's not, some of it's a little bit. Well, well I, I think it
0: takes it, its own yeah, it takes, it takes its, its liberties, I think. I exactly.
1: think it's I, I think there's like you would have no one have, would have never known that's the way that conversation went. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they do play with that a little bit. I think the facts are relatively correct cuz I always like I when the crown first started is when I actually got really into Prince Philip because he's his history is fucking nuts.
1: It is kind of nuts,
0: and um, there's just a lot of stuff that comes up in the crown that I love and like that that you don't really remember. Like they did the the one where there's the crazy fog, yes. like and there's you know obviously there's details characters that are amalgamations and or didn't exist or whatever, but for the narrative needed to be there. But yeah, so I think for it's a historical nerdy kind of show which i like
1: yeah and it's very like i i've i've never been like overly interested in the royal family i mean Mm -hmm. it's just sort of been uh adjacent to me like i i feel like my mom is very interested in it like it maybe might be a generational thing where like i think like our parents were still pretty obsessed with it where i think it has started to fade maybe i don't know i feel like you know quite a bit about
0: that's because I'm just a history nerd, though, and right. obviously Britain is quite interesting.
1: It Some is are other interesting.
0: Um, but that's kind of where I started, so that's where I got kind of nerdy into the British royal family. Okay. Um, but kind of talking about, like, what it means, like, my mom's the exact same way. When I told her we were doing this, um, she was like, do you have to call it royal desk? Can you not, like, call it the, like, Honourable <laughs> Prince Philip Memorial podcast and i was like
1: mom we do a comedy podcast (laughs) yes my mom too she's very like she's very concerned well not concerned i mean she's very touched by it she's like emotional about it it keeps coming sorry it comes on tv and like we were over at my parents place the other day and my mom was like oh god it's prince philip again and i was like oh no did he die again Like, (laughs) like the 40th fucking thing we've heard about it but yeah. it's also just like, I i think maybe because, you know, we are part of the Commonwealth and it wasn't until mm-hmm. what year that we finally denounced 19, ourselves.
0: Well, we were allowed to amend our constitution in, I want to say 1982. That might not be correct. It's, it's pretty already. recent, though. Yeah.
1: So we, yeah. We, we've we we always been a, a well, I mean, we are Commonwealth country. So it's it was like that was still our queen. I mean, the queen is still on our money. It's still. Yeah. She technically
0: I mean, still has to close our parliament if they want to yeah so but i think too like from my mom's perspective at least she was kind of thinking it in terms of like she'd lost a lot of people in that generation like her dad um you know right. like would have been part of that and especially the world war ii i think he was one of the last world war ii veterans left in britain right which is crazy because you're like well that just happened and you're like no it didn't that was like 75 years ago Yeah.
1: And so like for him to fight in it, he would have had to be 18 years old.
0: Yeah. And so I think that kind of that's sort of the other thing I think that that brings up is that sort of because that was, I mean, post World War, like our parents were kind of in that baby boomer situation. So I think there was that kind of respect for for war veterans. And he was one of those war veterans. So.
1: Right. And he was always, um, you know, like, the, the, like I mean, maybe this is just, like, for the, the females or whoever, it's, like, mm. he he was swooned over as well. Mm. Like, he really was quite handsome, and they, I mean, people, he was, he's also very charming and very, like, you know, he was kind yeah. of his own man, and I think people really did kind of swoon over him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I did not think that until The Crown came out, because, I mean, obviously... <laughs> Living in Britain too, like you kind of know him just as like the racist grandpa kind of yeah. Like he's very, he I, was very very um,
1: open with his opinions, wasn't he? Yes, he was. <laughs> I, I I believe uh, Prince Harry called him cheeky till the end in a recent statement, <laughs> which I felt was a very <laughs> uh, non kosher way of saying. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Walk the Week has a, had a thing for a long time where Hugh Dennis would do a over, over, like, what do you, when they like have just a newsreel of Prince Philip and Hugh Dennis would do the um fake accents or whatever for fake talking or whatever. Right. And it was always Prince Philip asking awful questions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if, if you guys don't know who Hugh Dennis is, you should definitely check him out. He's very, very mm-hmm. funny. I know that he might not be popular here he should be
0: he was uh, uh if you ever get a chance to watch outnumbered it's very very good show tv show
1: or even just like recently i mean his when he's in uh on taskmaster is very very oh funny. is he on taskmaster yeah have you not seen the hugh dennis ser- uh series? no i just finished 10 yeah and he's 11 fan. i'm
0: watching it all and the he's just sort um. of like
1: brilliantly clueless which is <laughs> I
0: don't know how else to uh, describe. He's Q- very puhdinous. He's also got. Uh, he has a podcast called the Now Show, but it was a radio show. But it's probably older than. Right. Not it's not. Now.
1: It's no longer now. It was. It's now the then oh, no, show.
0: No, it's no, it's
1: now <laughs> now shows.
0: It's still on. Oh. Okay. Um, but it was a radio show eventually, originally, and now it's a podcast. So.
1: Very cool.
0: It's older than podcasts. Is maybe what i was trying to say there.
1: Um. Well, maybe you want to give us uh, just a little bit of history. I mean, before the history, the right. prehistory history on uh, a little bit about Prince Philip.
0: Sure. So he was born on the 10th of June, 1921, on a Greek island of Corfu. Um obviously he died at the age of 99 on April 9th. So get oh. on him for getting those numbers, you know. He's a number guy. Number. You gotta get those numbers in there. Uh he is the long, longest serving consort in British history. He's been married, was married to Queen Elizabeth for 73 years. Wow. A long, a long time. Yeah. He is the only son of Prince Andrew of Greece. Okay. Okay. I think this is where we have to bring out my. I took a picture of Probably a flowchart, that gave i made. got a flow
1: chart this afternoon. I was like, you know how I love a flow chart? Yeah.
0: Okay. Here is how. Uh, they are re- so so. Obviously, everyone in, in the British monarchy and Europe monarchy are related, um, because basically, Victoria and Queen Victoria and Albert they like f- fucked a lot and had a lot of kids, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of kids, and like they, they all became kings and queens and everything. So, anyways, um, so Prince Philip and Elizabeth are actually third cousins. So maybe we'll post some version of this on the internet but I'm sure you can see but anyways um so his mother was Princess Alice of battenberg and she married Prince Andrew of Greece who was the younger brother of King Constantine of Greece
1: okay
0: so he would have been somewhat well probably not in the line for monarchy of the Greek King King, king monarchy there we go um but he would have been in as part of that royal family.
1: Oh, okay. uh, so he was he a royal is, in Greece. Exactly. I mean, they
0: did actually, like, I think his dad is from the Denmark side of things. I mean, it's a whole thing. Like, we're... Like, I don't even know. To be monarch, you don't have to be born in the country. It's not like president. No, it's a bloodline. <laughs> yeah, and you just have to marry the right person. Right. So, um but he... Anyway, sorry. So, he... Uh, yeah, his his sorry, he was his father was the grandson of Kring, King Christian the Ninth of Denmark. So all of this is like interbreeding and all that stuff. But
1: included cons- the flowchart in the uh, Instagram. I'm <laughs> he's a, he's
0: a, he's a huge history nerd, and I had to write this down because I was getting confused. But he had four older sisters, and and then in 1922, the King of Greece, Constantine the First, was forced to abdicate the throne. And so, Prince Andrew, his brother, was forced into exile along with his family. So, King George V, which is Elizabeth II's grandfather, okay. actually sent a Royal Navy ship to evacuate the family, Ooh.
1: which included
0: the 18-month-old Prince Philip. Now, you're a huge dork like me. You remember <laughs> that King George V, Queen Elizabeth Grandfather did not do the same for the Romanov family in Russia, who are also related to him. Um, <laughs> so that's just a point to note. <laughs> and then they all got killed. So <sighs> it's good. I don't know if this happened before or after. No, it happened after. Oh, yeah, it happened after. Oh, so maybe so he there was already like life. a precedent
1: sort of set on what he should be like, done. And she made a, like said, a really clear choice. He was like, oh
0: shit, I better get like these guys out of here because otherwise they'll be murdered and thrown down a mine. Mint um, meat <laughs> so other things so so then he actually was raised in the uk um where his mother was actually raised as well like she was born in windsor castle oh wow
1: yeah God, raised- they're so incestuous. It's so
0: incestuous yeah um sadly on the 16th of november Uh, 1937 his sister who's aged only 26 and eight months pregnant died in a plane crash with her husband and two children that's covered in the crown as well yes although a lot of that is then put on him which i don't know if that was true or not but like i said um he had four sisters they all married into married german princes in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Brittany, do you see any problems with this?
1: 1930. Germany. Germany. 1930. Yeah, 30, I can't put my yeah, finger nothing, on what could nothing, have nothing been taking place. Nothing's happening? So three of those princes were
0: part of the Nazi party.
1: hmm um,
0: But at least one of them, I think, may have tried to kill Hitler. So,
1: okay, I good. mean...
0: This is the thing too. I think like and I don't know a whole bunch about cause there's like a billion German princes because it's kind of like they all had their own little area, counties almost. It's almost like they're states in Germany.
1: I just all I'm printing all nope. I'm picturing is somebody like in their underwear dancing to dance music, going, I am a German prince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, German prince.
0: prince. Um, so like I maybe I I sort of assume and this is not excusing any behavior, but that if you wanted to not be kicked out of Germany, right. you would have had to join the party. I don't know.
1: I think some of them just <laughs> It always to makes me nervous way. when somebody has to start a sentence with this is not excusing any behavior. <laughs>
0: This is not excusing Nazis, but (laughs) maybe they had to join. No, I don't know. And I don't know enough about this. This is kind of it. But there's a whole thing about like how Prince Philip has like all these Nazi sisters. And whether that's true, it's much more gray than black and white, obviously. Um, So, yeah. So that's kind of his history. So he grew up basically not having a home. He was kind of
1: a he was he was sort of abandoned, was he not?
0: Yeah, like they kind of left him in England and then they were like, you know, his sisters went off to Germany. His mother, um, she ended up converting to the Greek Orthodox Church in 1928 and established a nursing order of nuns. She also hid a a Jewish family in her house during the war. So she's a pretty big badass.
1: Um, That's a check in the right direction.
0: Yeah, but you have to remember too, like up till very recently as a, as an aristocrat and as a even in terms of like princess diana um her upbringing you were as a parent you weren't really responsible for your children
1: <laughs> right like that's yeah i mean princess thing. diana was one of the first people one of the first people that like demanded to see her children and mm-hmm. wanted, wanted mm-hmm. to raise them and wondered where they were and <laughs> yeah <laughs> Are they not with the nanny? <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was the case up until uh, 1998 <laughs> with every family. Oh, <laughs> they were <not>? just like, <laughs> we didn't have nannies. They were just like, is it me of the children? I'm sure they're yeah. fine. Are they not in the backyard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're starting fires at the neighbor's house? Better yeah. them than me. Better them than exactly.
0: me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of... I've, and then obviously he married... Um, prince elizabeth but had a very interesting uh upbringing and also just in terms of like how crazy pre especially pre-world war one yeah. and then pre-world war two like how met how many of these um monarchies were related to each other
1: yeah well i mean they're all super incestuous like that's why they only look handsome until they're 20 and then they have an expiry (laughs) date their fucking ears explode out of their head Uh, their their hairline recedes back to the fucking (laughs) speaking of the crown that's where their hairline starts
0: oh and now there's the controversy because Prince William has been named the, the hottest, baldest man of the world or something. <laughs> the baldest man in the world. <laughs> hottest hottest, most attractive. No, 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 most attractive bald man or something. And everyone I gotta tell you, he's not
1: attractive. He's like he was attractive not. up until when he was 20, and then his I fucking face became I him.
0: I don't he's too pretty for me. Um, but there's a very that's a lot of handsome bald men. Oh there's lots of like Bruce Willis is a boner a starter but like him Stanley
1: Tucci who I'm currently obsessed Stanley with Stanley Tucci <laughs> I, I had a my one of my first loves who my my first un uh reciprocated love what's that called mm-hmm. oh
0: um re- unrequited love
1: my first unrequited love which there would be many of uh <laughs> was a bald man
0: <laughs> that does not surprise me
1: well yeah hey, you knew him. oh and i know
0: him too don't I? <laughs>
1: we worked with him <laughs> Carol and i worked at safeway together i was in love with him he worked in the grocery i worked in the produce yeah this is a it was
0: a romance paid for for television also he got us into firefly which was pretty cool he, he did he until, was like kind of a nerd yeah until this year and now we can't like firefly anymore <laughs>
1: White yeah. men suck Oh god damn it. Stop uh, doing bad things, white man. Just try to take a note. Please. Uh yeah. <laughs> I mean he was a he was a bald man and pretty mm-hmm. early on in his life, and I was very attracted to him. Hair is not a major issue for me. I just don't think Prince William is an attractive. I think he I don't. was. And then what happened? He start. he looks like Prince Charles now.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a problem.
1: He's problematic for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think harry's quite attractive
0: i think so too but only with a beard so i think that's and i also have a bit of a thing for ginger so well there you go then also just to stop a myth prince harry is prince charles's son
1: that's not what i heard
0: diana has a her
1: brother is ginger like it's it, it's a I know. Thing. He looked, actually you know what? If you look closely at Prince Harry, he looks quite a lot like yeah the, the Windsor side of the family. Like oh, yeah, he, yeah. he I mean he has the ears, he has the he's just uh he looks like Dian- he looks a little more like Diana and he's got exactly. red hair. Exactly. Yeah. Would yeah. you like to hear a little psychology as to why, Carlo, we give a rat's ass about any of this?
0: Yes, I'm really curious, because it is an obsession that like We cannot leave alone. And then the crown has just thrown this all up. And then obviously there was the interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle on Oprah.
1: And we're all obsessed with this.
0: Why?
1: Why? (laughs) Because Carla, we're social animals says Dr. Frank Farley, a professor and psychologist at the temple university and former American psychologist association president. So this is an article uh, from time magazine, time.com. Um, Sorry, you said stuff. we're social.
0: I just want to point this out to COVID.
1: We are social animals.
0: COVID, if you're listening, we're social animals. Hey, just Shut so you this know. Shit
1: down. We fucking funny for a week. by our own cells. <laughs> yeah.
0: Please get your shit
1: together and go away. I'm gonna tell you something about me. Yesterday oh. I yelled at my dog for sleeping too far away from me. <laughs> I said, Oh, if you want to sleep by your own self, then get off the bed. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. I, I, she I, was I feel like, you. She was laying at the bottom of the opposite corner. I was like, we sleep with our noses touching. <laughs> We're social Adam. I have a problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sorry, Dr. Frank Farley sorry, yeah. uh, goes on to say, with famous media figures, people we learn about, celebrities, and etc., we often live sort of our lives through them. Uh, Farley right. says that that this falls under the label of parasocial behavior. Oh, I've never heard
0: of that word before.
1: So we actually discussed it, but not under that uh, terminology, but a similar behavior when we talked about uh, sports, when we're talking about NFL, like why we're so obsessed with a sports figure. Yeah, Um, This is a little different because it is just like one person. It's not necessarily like an identity, the way we we put stock in a a sports team. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is more of a one-sided relationship. Uh, in which somebody right. becomes attached to a person without actually interacting with them in any sort of meaningful way. So right. parasocial behavior could include becoming emotionally invested in your favorite television show or like I said sports team. Um
0: I am I'm, I'm 100% way too many emotional involvements in and, many-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and too many different th- me too like I think I think yeah. we all are. Um so they say like you know I mean it could be somebody on television it could be a sports team Uh, In this case, it's the royal family. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one thing is that they're they're also a little mysterious, right? I mean, you don't know what it's like to live there. Yeah. And they they
0: hide that shit. Like Yeah. I think they did this in The Crown where they tried to film a day in their life, and they're like, that's boring. No one wants to see that. Yeah.
1: But I think I think it is a little bit more sinister sometimes than we know. hmm uh-huh. So I think that people are obsessed with this idea of being royal and being princes and princesses and this Disney fairy tale. But it's yeah. not that at all. And then it sort of contradicts that I that this fairy tale idea. And then we want to know that even more. So it's yeah. intriguing. Well, it's salacious, I guess, too, right? A little yeah. bit. So Yeah, so it's it's very like so it is like this parasocial behavior that we demonstrated so many other places. It really sort of creeps into this zone where they're like, oh, like like we said, our moms are like devastated.
0: Like Mm -hmm. they know
1: them. They're like, I just feel so bad for the grandkids. And I was like, Do you? Yeah. (laughs) Why do I think they like?
0: I think that I I think especially at that age they're kind of connected. Their Gen- generation is much more connected to the, to the monarchs than monarchy than...
1: Than ours is.
0: We have. Because I think, too, we grew up in a weird time in which Princess Diana happened and we were all kind of like, uh, oh, they're not She sort Yeah, she sort, of, she sort of
1: shone a light on them in a way that we were like, oh, fuck. Like, they're not yeah. doing a good thing. Yeah. Like, we were like, oof. So there's that and then there's also the media coverage of it. Like, yeah. it's in so many tabloids and uh television shows and like entertainment networks like they cover mm-hmm. them constantly like they're celebrities so yeah. especially, especially
0: outside of the uk i think that's kind of the the interesting parallel maybe is that when i lived in the uk people did not like the monarchy for the most part right um when the when william and um kate kate thank you got married I was one of, like, four people in the pub to watch. Like, they did a thing where they, like, had a nice brunch. They put that on the, the wedding on the TV. Right. No one was interested in the Well, UK. you
1: know why? Because it takes up their tax dollars. So they're pissed. Well, that too, yeah. They're and also, like, but this they is also exhausting.
0: don't get the, they know this too. They don't get all of the true news. So if you look at a newspaper, or, okay, let's be honest, a tabloid in uh, America versus in the UK, yeah. America is going to tell you a lot more because right. they're allowed. Like there is that weird incestuous nature with the that Meghan Markle talking about on that Oprah one about how they are they will block stuff in the the UK press and right. that's accepted.
1: Yeah. So there's like a lot of stuff that like, well, that was another thing too that I, that's kind of covered in this article where it's like there was actually even as it as sort of interested as the, as the americans are mm-hmm. the canadians are more interested because oh, we we're come, we're a part of the commonwealth exactly yes. so we feel like we feel like there's an even bigger connection to them
0: yeah like when william and kate came here i remember i was visiting here when they came from the uk Right, And I like, before, I was like, who the fuck cares? And as soon as I, like, hit Canadian soil, I was like,
1: oh, my God, Kate's coming to this Stampede? <laughs> <know>. And, like, <laughs> lost my shit. I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's all just, you know, like, more than anything, it's, I think, I think we feel a little more connected uh, here in Canada mm-hmm. than they do in the States. It's also, it's just, like, that wanting, that, that idea of kings and queens that we're obsessed with. It's the overexposure mm-hmm. to it. And it's the fantasy that it's uh, built around. It's sort of that falsehood of, like, the most perfect life and, and how everybody, you know. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, a little bit of insight into why our minds even give uh, the slightest rat's ass as to what's happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's interesting. I wonder if it is, um, like, what it will be generationally.
1: Yeah, I think they'll carry even less in the next generation. But you know what? Maybe I take that back because Mm. there will be in our time. I mean, Christ, unless the queen is truly a lizard people, like some (laughs) suggest. (laughs) Uh, There will be there will be a new king. So and then we'll have to find out whether that's going to be Prince Charles or if it's going to be Prince William.
0: Oh, there's no way Charles is letting go of that ever.
1: I know. (laughs) That's what I said. There was a meme uh, just like. It was just like Queen Elizabeth. She's just like I'll just be over here waiting for Charles to die.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hundred percent. I she'll be one hundred and twenty five and be
1: like, he's gone. He's dead. Where he's gone? All right. (laughs) They're just like Camilla somehow surfaces as the new Queen of England. She's like, I don't what the fuck.
0: (laughs) I'd take Camilla over. Prince I'd Mar- take Camilla over
1: like fucking Prince, Prince Charles, Charles T, that slimy yeah.
0: bastard. I don't know. The whole thing is a bit. Well, and I think, like, we also have gone through so many scandals right now. I think they really could have, if they had dealt with, if they had been slightly less racist towards, and by slightly, I mean, like, quite a lot less racist towards Meghan Markle, that
1: would have been great.
0: And I also love when like... people
1: are surprised that old white people are racist. Yeah, they're like, they're like "Oh, you're old like... old white British people are racist?" You're like, "Oh, yeah, you didn't get the memo?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't change. They just don't know any they don't... like you might know a black person, but that doesn't mean that they do. Well, they're just fucking the most racist.
1: <laughs> they and then, know it's old. You're like, "Yeah, that's why we're waiting for them to die <laughs> so we can all fucking move on and heal." Yes. It's yes. also happening politically. Yeah. Uh Maybe you can give us a little history, Carla.
0: Sure. So, obviously, royal deaths have been going on forever. And mm-hmm. I think there's a very good, is it? I think it's Monty Python where they talk about how they don't really give a shit who is the king or queen because it really doesn't matter. Like, their life is a little shit. I think that's
1: kind of. <laughs> I believe that's the.
0: But a lot of the times it did actually really matter because a lot of them went crazy and did fucking ass things. Um, But this is in a lull period right now we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our favorite queen to diss... So everyone, take a drink because yeah, right we're yeah. talking about Queen Victoria.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot we created
0: a drinking game with Queen Victoria. I just did that,
1: but I think we should
0: for things that for for characters that that come up in the podcast more than a few times. We yeah. owe them. We should drink. And if you're
1: listening in the morning at work, uh, mm-hmm. take that gin out of your side drawer. We do we have? Pour yeah. it into your coffee and have a swig. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> you'll feel a lot better for it. You betcha. So we're gonna talk about. Queen Victoria. Now, a little background here about her funeral. So, state funerals, which are in the UK, usually reserved for monarchs. They are paid by the state. Um, and the last one was for King George sixth, who was Elizabeth II's dad. Right. For those paying attention. Also, George V's son. That one that went and got okay. Prince Philip on the boat. Um, he oh, didn't yeah. personally, but he sent someone to
1: <laughs> I can imagine he paddled himself over there. Um, He's just like, hey, uh, Prince Philip, <laughs> I'll come get you. It's me. Uncle Georgie. Uncle Georgie. You want to marry your cuck <laughs> cousin?
0: <laughs> uh, so... Now, um, it, you can also have a state funeral for somebody to like who's highly distinguished figure. So, most recently in, in 1965, that was for Sir Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. So, but keep going, carry on. Was that Churchill? <laughs> yeah, there goes, uh, quite, Okay, yeah, got yeah, it. Kind of, very British, very British, very drunk all the time. <laughs> Loved naps. I love Churchill. He's so fun. Um, Queen so the Queen Mother Princess Diana and Margaret Thatcher they had funerals that shared many of the characteristics of a state funeral but were technically ceremonial funerals and Prince Philip will be having a ceremonial funeral except for it's COVID so now that's all fucked so I don't
1: right and he also mentioned that he did not want a huge state funeral he wanted it to be Pretty low key, did he not? I don't.
0: Oh, I didn't read that. Maybe,
1: yeah. Yeah, he he actually like regardless of COVID, did not he expressed in his wishes that he would have not have liked a public. Oh, okay. He wants a, a like a, within the in- grounds. grounds. Yes. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I mean, here's the thing with a state funeral: you're carried. Your coffin is carried on a gun carriage. So you know that thing yeah. like with the big wheels that you see, and like the coffin is on top of it. Yeah. I just thought it was like a.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was a gun, yeah, carriage. Like a gun carriage.
0: I don't know if there's actually guns in there.
1: I don't Can realize. you imagine it goes off? You're just it just like rifles your <laughs> lifeless body into the yeah, air. Like, Everyone's like, oh! oh fireworks. Dude, I'm gonna tell you something. Mm. If something happens and I die, yeah. please put my body on a gun carriage and please shoot my lifeless dead body into the air into a million pieces. Okay, but I because that will be
0: very That hard. would be very good. I would like to be put in a boat and someone should <laughs> light me on fire. <laughs> With uh, you got yeah. it <laughs> you can
1: i you can put it on like, fire
0: before you put me off because doing the whole like arrow fire thing that's hard no one no one can do that
1: though. it's no one's gonna land it unless joe rogan is there to like do some sort of fucking he's obsessed with joe okay. rogan is
0: not coming to my funeral brenny
1: all oh, right i'll tell him <laughs> i'll invite him to yours but he's <laughs> okay, not
0: coming to mine
1: joe rogan will you please come to my funeral <laughs> My lifeless dead body will be shot into the air with a million guns. It's going to be very entertaining. So <laughs> um, the
0: other thing is that, now remember this, uh, the gun carriage is pulled by sailors of the Royal Navy, not horses. Oh, mm-hmm. little, little spoiler there for you.
1: <laughs> Who drew the fucking short straw? In your... <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, it's just like, oh. like okay, so you guys will be replacing horses. <laughs> They're like, you guys... <laughs> you realize we uh, don't have horsepower. That's not something humans nope, have. No, we have sailor power, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: sailor moon power. <laughs> so often the body is conveyed to Westminster Hall, um, Westminster Abbey, to lay in state, usually lasting three days. So that's where like, they put the body out so people can come by and view it. And right. This is... <sighs> totally off topic, but I would like to point out that Elvis laid in state. So people saw his dead body. So anyone that Ugh. thinks that Elvis is still alive, his body was, you could view it. He was dead, dude. Okay. Anyways.
1: Yeah, I just, I, I'm busting
0: myths <laughs> today. I,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. I also, <laughs> you went down a rabbit hole on this one, but that's kind of fun to know because it's like people just like walking by and roasting and <laughs> they're like, yeah, you look like he died on a toilet <laughs> for sure. <laughs> 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 you fat fuck you really lost it huh? <laughs> i like don't they're all just making fun of them. <laughs> um
0: and then the royal family as chief mourners follow the coffin along with uh foreign and commonwealth representatives so if you think back kind of that iconic image of princess Di, um you know with the the prince william and prince harry following behind the coffin uh Oh. So that's that's a state funeral. That's kind of the 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 common part. Now that's what that's what that means when you say state funeral. Uh, okay, Queen Vic, she ruled from eighteen thirty seven to nineteen o one, and she died on the twenty second of January, nineteen o one. Obviously, uh, aged eighty one. Mm-hmm. Oh, more more numbered things. Uh, yep. <laughs> Ooh, my little OCD is tingling okay. uh, She suffered a stroke And then died five days later So First I'm going to introduce to you The players of the funeral because
1: <laughs> <laughs> Always interesting
0: King Edward VII So this is the queen's son And then who will inherit The throne next And would be known for the Edwardian period we also have Kaiser Wilhelm II, the German emperor. He started World War One. <laughs> Good to yes. know. There's also Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austri- Austria. His assassination started World War I. Um, there's also, just for flavor, the King of Belgium, Leopold II, who created forced labor camps in the Congo and killed approximately 10 million people. And also at the funeral is Edward VIII, the grandson of King Edward VII, who abdicated the throne pre World War II so that he could marry a divorced American woman. So these are all people around this funeral. So it's kind of a crazy like time, especially before because it's 1901. So this is like 14 years before, well, 13 years before. Uh, World War One, but there's already this weird um, issue and anyways I'll go to this so okay. the issue first off is that uh, no one alive could remember how to bury a monarch <laughs> they're just like uh,
1: what do we do they're like I don't know dig a hole like that. <laughs>
0: they're like what do we do for that other king I don't know I was not alive for that it's not my problem uh the queen had asked for a full military state funeral too as well so they were like cool so we don't know how to bury my and we don't know how to do a full military state funeral so
1: they're just like we're just making this up as we go along so i don't know and- like did she say fireworks and glow sticks <laughs> cool uh
0: it's a this whole thing is a bit of a clusterfuck most of the family was in denial that the queen was sick and I don't know if they just didn't think she could die but I I mean she'd been reigning for quite a long time. Um so actually her physician had cuz everyone was like, "Oh no, I'm going to a play. Oh, I'm going to like Germany to go to like a festival." Like
1: you know. There there was they were, they were, they were like, the same excuses why they couldn't come to David's wedding on Shit's mm Mhm.
0: It's exactly the same people. Um, So her physician actually had to send a telegraph to her grandson, Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany. Now, the family did not like Kaiser Wilhelm. He's a bit of an awkward guy who then decided to start a war later. So keep it, you know, keep that in mind. So he actually brought her son, who was going to this German uh, anniversary, I think it was, uh, Brack to England, but the rest of the family was like, "I don't want you to see him," you know, like you stay out of here, like you're not part of the family. They're like, this is what happens when you have like thousands of children, and then you let them be monarchs, and then they all have to come back to see grandma. Just messy family relationships. So when the when her death was announced, people gathered to sing "God Save the Queen." Shop windows were dressed in black, and I want to say Whiteley's department store had lineups for customers wanting to purchase black morning outfits, mm-hmm. like just regular people going to get their morning outfit. Morning isn't with an e- with a you <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> I didn't assume they were changing a, <laughs> a changing it on as soon as noon struck. They were like, "Ooh, must get our lunch outfit. <laughs> uh
0: previous royal funerals had been private affairs uh but but this queen wanted a full military state funeral so usually it would have been just like a family thing not kind of involving the public right um but queen Vig
1: didn't want to be embalmed which oh okay I don't know if you've seen it. she was like i'd rather rock. Yeah. She was like, just so you know, when I die, I want you to smell me. And, like, she was in a small lady
0: when she passed away. So. So she had an, a very Elvis-like oh, yeah, death. Goodness. Drawing a lot of parallels yeah. here. Uh, so I think they threw charcoal in the bottom of the coffin to, like, help with the, with the scent and to soak up the liquid, I think is what it said. <laughs> Good grief. But anyways, she did not want to be laying in state, so no one would be seeing her in the state. Um, and she did not want any mourning black. She wanted to have a white funeral. Um, so mm-hmm. she's actually the first monarch to be buried outside. So a lot of the uh, monarchs were were uh, buried at Westminster Abbey. Yeah. And then um, it changed to later than St. George's Chapel, which is in Windsor. Uh, so she got, actually, she did not get buried in either of those, but she did have her funeral at St. George's Chapel the okay so here's here's where all the family gets a little messy the Kaiser orders a death mask to be cast and the rest of the family (laughs) gets upset because the Queen hadn't liked that the Duke of York got suddenly sick the royal undertaker arrived but forgot to bring the coffin from London and she died on on the Isle of Wight which is an island south of England um so it's not like it's just like next door to go get that fancy coffin. Uh, right. So then. It,
1: and they, sorry. They We're all out of body bags. Yeah. I think
0: a local guy actually had to be like. Oh I'll make one. Um, but you know for like a monarch's coffin. You probably. Aren't looking it's got to be a little fancy. <laughs> You're not looking at your local guy. Um, a few days before the funeral. The Queen's assistant. Sorry the Queen's assistant private secretary. Went up to London to see what was happening. For the preparations for the funeral. And nothing, of course, had been planned.
1: And then the Pope... This is like a bad birthday party. Know. When it's like you think somebody else is doing it, and you show up, you're like, so what are we doing? Everyone's like, I don't like know. You were doing, doing it. it, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, the Pope refused to send a representative to a funeral of a Protestant queen. Uh, they found like that there was a plot to assassinate the Kaiser and Leopold II, which is the guy that did the Congo... Uh, murdering so but that didn't happen so they were right so then they could go and do those things create world war one and kill a lot of
1: mm-hmm. oh in the congo
0: uh and then businesses were upset because i guess it would have been a traditional it was traditional for a year of mourning now whether that means I, don't, I didn't look that up that minute, but it obviously that would have an effect on trade, so they were asking for a reduction of that. And then the funeral. So it mm-hmm. was the largest gathering of European l- royalty,
1: which is dangerous when you think about it. Yeah, because aren't you not supposed to be in the same location at the same time or something? What? The funeral
0: took place on the 2nd of February, 1901. There were 33,000 thousand soldiers that arrived to be part of the procession people were selling seats in windows and balconies overlooking the route for 25 guineas now how much would you pay for a seat to overlook the route the procession coffin route
1: oh boy well i don't know like i said i could give a (laughs) wrap so i would i don't want to base it on my payment Mm -hmm. but i'm going to say like people like in today's money is that what Uh we're trying uh to figure out Uh I'm gonna say they probably paid like a couple thousand dollars you're right three thousand dollars three thousand pounds
0: so yeah like six thousand dollars basically Um, (laughs) Yeah. so they had to get the queen from the Isle of Wight so she got on a yacht one of their yachts named Alberta ooh I was wondering what El- no, Alberta wondering. was going to pop up. I did not, I then <laughs> forgot to do this because I got distracted making my flow chart. Um, if Alberta is named after Albert, her husband that yeah. died? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just,
1: <laughs> do you know? No? Okay. No, oh, I believe, I don't know. Okay. I believe Alberta was a person. Oh, okay. I don't know what I inflect. Did you hear me inflect person the same way I inflected Alberta? Person. Alberta was Alberta. a person? Yeah, I think it was like Queen Alberta or something.
0: There is no Queen Alberta though.
1: Oh, <laughs> King Alberta. <laughs> there
0: was the King Concert Albert. So I'm wondering. I could look that up, but I'm You okay. know what? Sometimes this is better not to know. Uh so it started at the London's Victoria Station, which is near Westminster Cathedral. They traveled through Hyde Park and to Paddington Station. It was the largest military procession since Duke of Wellington's funeral in 1852. It lasted two hours. So, the streets were crowded, but they were
1: silent. Hmm. Yeah. You... They were very quiet. Can I give you an update here on Alabama? Oh, yeah, Please. Alberta, the province, was named after Queen Victoria's fourth daughter, Princess Louise Caroline Alberta. Alberta was originally established as a province in a distinct Northwest Territory in 1882. Right,
0: but I bet you she was named after her dad, Albert. Who was named? Albert.
1: Yes. Right, so. there we go. We have confirmation. We all learned a lot. Yay! Hopefully she was so. The streets were silent. Carla, take me yes, back. They
0: were silent. Just the hooves of the horses, the white horses, pulling the gun carriage to trot, to trot, to trot. But this is fucking February, and I mean it's England; it's not Alberta, <laughs> so it's, yeah, <laughs> it's cold, but not. No one's gonna die. Uh She's chilly. It's chilly. She's but, chilly like, really. like all right. They then took the train to Windsor, and the horses when they got there, had been standing outside in the cold for so long that they suddenly kicked and broke their broke did broke their traces. <laughs> I don't, it's basically like their harness. They broke their harness and ran away. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, Prince Louis Battenberg, who is Prince Philip's grandfather, Oh! Mm-hmm. Um, suggested that the Navy, naval guard pull the carriage the rest of the way. So, that's why now you have sailors pulling the uh, coffin on the gun carriage
1: because oh, the I horses see. were
0: cold and they ran away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Full circle.
0: So the fuck ups did not end when they arrived at St. George's Chapel in Windsor because the archbishops arrived an hour too early the nave was empty so they actually started moving people around so that it looked less empty i don't know if you've <laughs> ever done this at a comedy show not yeah 100% had, this like, is my, how my entire career not grows. that you've ever not had a sold out show but yeah. if you maybe forgot yeah. to do any promotion or something do you move people around yeah. then, then
1: you go like this you go well this is what they do at the comedy clubs i don't know if any they try to do it so nobody notices but right. sometimes you go and there's like not a lot of tables yeah. So, what they've done is they've just taken out half the table. So, mm. they always try to make it look full. Right. So, they put the amount of tables of people that are coming in. So, this is a tradition started. No. <laughs> it's long ago. In Queen
0: Victoria's funeral. <laughs> she was buried at a mausoleum that she had built previously for her husband, Albert, who had died 40 years before. There was a life size sculpture of Albert that was placed on his sarcophagus. And then the queen had one as well. Ooh, I don't know that word sarcophagus. Well, like you know, Egyptian sarcophagus. It's like oh. the coffin inside of like. Generally, it's like maybe marble or like stone.
1: Ooh, okay. Brittany learns a new word.
0: It's sarcophagus. Uh, but they couldn't find the queen's sculpture.
1: of course they could I'm getting I'm I'm sort of under the impression that she was so fussy that of course like just nature took over and they were like no we're gonna fuck this all up because it'll be hilarious she was like
0: this is what you need to do one two three and they were like we're just gonna blow this shit so bad
1: yeah they're like what do you feel about the horse is not pulling you do you think that's (laughs) funny
0: (laughs) but they did find it a couple months later so, the aftermath of all of this funeral stuff. The whole horses thing. being I just, I can't. We switched horses for humans. Um, that says nothing of what the royal families think of the people. Yeah. There's nothing else. Um, they also switched from having the pallbearers, rather than being like the dukes, which would be their sons, they were the equerries, and they were members of the armed forces who served the monarch. So that feels weird, too. Because you're basically, like, getting the staff to carry you.
1: Yeah. I mean...
0: I don't know what that's about, but that's what she told everyone to do. Uh, Also, the gun carriage thing, that's her idea. Uh, But later, at funerals, such as for her son, they reinstated the lying in state. And a new feature is
1: ringing Big Ben. Ooh, well, I like the addition. I like that they're firing new ideas in yeah. there. They're, like, sitting around, like, pitching, like, people, the way people pitch shows. They're like, all right, so uh, how about we ring Big Ben?
0: Because yeah. that doesn't happen at all for any. <laughs> I think that was.
1: I love it, buddy. Ooh. That's awesome. Is that your history? That
0: is my history.
1: Well, that was great, and fuck uh, yep. Queen Vic as normal. Oh, one of our drink. favorite players. Take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> uh, if you get if you get I've bored been... from the qu-
0: the the um, crown, there is Victoria.
1: Yeah. Right,
0: PBS. I think I would actually like like to see that. I watched the first YouTube. season; and it was good, uh, but my hatred of queen victoria got in i don't know what it I, I she was a mean mom that's really what it comes down to you know what when people aren't nice to kids i don't get it it's, and like forever she blamed her son for her husband's death
1: Like, I do his so we don't like so her. that's truth. not cool the truth is we don't like No. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring us into the future oh, with a little news please Little news. I, uh, so this is, uh, I mean, this is just based on uh, the death of Prince Philip, but I thought I'd, I'd give you some quotes uh, on what the two uh, grandsons have to say about their grandfather's death. Uh, Prince William says, I will miss my grandpa, but I know he would want us to get on with the job. My grandfather was an extraordinary man, and a part of an extraordinary generation. Uh, my grandfather's century... Of a life was defined by service to his country and a commonwealth, to his wife and queen, and to our family. William said he felt lucky, lucky to have Prince Philip as an example to guide him, and praised his grandfather for showing such great kindness to his wife, uh, Catherine, Duchess, who's Kate, right. uh, Duchess of Cambridge. Uh, Catherine and I will continue to do what we would have wanted, and will support the queen. Or sorry, C- Catherine and I would have. I'm so happy. <laughs> Catherine? <laughs> that was cool, and I would ha- will continue to do what he would have wanted us to and will support the queen in years ahead, will you say?
0: Ooh, I'm, th- I'm calling that as a bit of a sly slap.
1: You think yeah. so? How do you say? How do you mean? Well, because they're
0: going to stick around and support the queen and his, oh, and not- his brother's going to go make money at Netflix. <laughs> well, speaking of his
1: brother, uh-huh. um, Harry, sixth sixth in line to the throne, will quarantine in accordance with coronavirus guidelines so that he can attend the ceremonial funeral at Windsor Castle on Saturday. So he will be there for the funeral. This was a big, uh, I don't know, to do tabloid thing. Yep. People were all obsessed with. Uh, here's Harry's quote. He was my grandpa, master of the barbecue, legend of, lead, legend of banter, and cheeky right till the end, Harry said. Grandpa, thank you for your service, your dedication to granny, and for always being yourself. He has been a rock for Her Majesty the Queen and unparalleled parallel devotion by her side for 73 years of marriage, and while I could go on, I know that right now he would say to all of us, beer in hand, Oh, do get on with
0: it! Oh my God, that's so much so better. Isn't that
1: so much better?
0: I feel so like family, and I mean, Prince William. That's 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 what you would say. That's what you're supposed to say in the monarchy. That's how you're supposed to talk about relatives. Yeah, um, but isn't but Harry's, Harry's
1: his mother's son? Yeah, son. You know, just even just calling the Queen Granny. Yeah did I like? I almost choked up while reading that, which I was not expecting to Isn't happen. I was just sweet. like, "It's very like you know, like he explains his grandpa like a grandpa, like a, yeah, like a human being, you know, having a beer in hand yeah. and master of the barbecue." And oh yeah, <laughs> oh Harry, I, you've I, got us all. I know, I'm a little teary. <laughs> I bet his banter was good. It might have been a little off the color, off color, off color. <laughs> color. Yep, yeah, but I'm sure it was. In, in, in entertaining mm-hmm, nonetheless mm-hmm. um Ugh. so yeah that was my little news story that I thought I'd uh bring us into the uh the cocktail we have chosen Carmen. Woo! this
0: is a new and, favorite uh, I'm just gonna call it I'm calling it
1: I'm so glad you like it this is absolutely one of my favorite uh drinks to order Um, I sort of forgot about it until now for some reason. It took Prince Philip dying for (laughs) me to remember what I love. Uh, (laughs) Which is, uh, I do love a crown full oat. It is something, it's kind of a mix up uh, between cider and beer. Mm -hmm. So let me explain it to you. It is half Guinness Mm -hmm. and half strong bow English dry cider. Right. Uh, So how it is made is you pour the Strongbow English cider on the bottom of the cup and then you float the Guinness on the top of the glass and because Guinness is lighter than uh, Strongbow it does float and there is truly the Guinness sits perfectly on top oh, of
0: the oh okay sorry two points float that's that thing yes. with the spoon that we talked about in another episode yeah Um. second thing <laughs> I know you told me at the beginning of this podcast, not at the beginning (laughs) of the podcast, at the beginning of the three-hour conversation we had before this podcast, that Guinness (laughs) was uh, like a lighter... It was actually quite light. Yep. And I did not think about that in terms of staring at my beer for the last two hours and looking at how, yeah, the cider sits at the
1: bottom (laughs) and the the Guinness sits at the top. I did not want to throw it in your face because I love you dearly. (laughs) But But we did have a 10-minute argument... (laughs) Before this podcast was turned on, yeah. about how Guinness is, Carlos was like Guinness is a very heavy beer, and I was like, I would end science, science would argue you're right. <laughs> it's, it's it, funny is that it's, it is a beer.
0: common misconception. I would assume that Guinness is a because it's a stout that it's a heavy, heavy beer.
1: Well, it's not. It's it's very dark in color, and it is a stout, and it is a little heavy tasting. Yeah, but it is actually a very light beer. Both in um actual like viscosity and as well as alcohol content oh, and uh, caloric content. Oh, like Guinness is only four point two percent alcohol. Oh yeah, and 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 it's like calorically calories. less than than any other beer or like it's like a wheat beer would be far heavier oh. than a, a Guinness. Normally, like
0: so, I've been because I'm getting old now, at the age of twenty two.
1: Um... All right. Yeah, happy 22nd. Thanks. Double deuces, cool. baby.
0: Um, I can't drink beer very much anymore. Like, I can drink, like, I love beer, but I can't have like three or four beers because i just get so full and tired.
1: Whoa, yeah, you, I'm constipated for days.
0: <laughs> but this is this has <laughs> been surprisingly lovely and nice. And um, yeah, like I've been to the Guinness um brewery. With my yes, um, uh, listens, to people who listen to the podcast, my brother, and my sister in law, my sister in law also not a big beer fan. Well, no, she's not a big she's not a big beer fan, but she definitely doesn't like Guinness, just like me. So yeah, we all went to the Guinness uh, brewery. They give you a half pint of Guinness at the end of it. You stare out into the lovely landscape because it's kind of raised up above the city. Um, yep. And we managed to finish our half pint, and that was about it. So I don't know why I can drink an entire Guinness, but I can 100% drink 14 Guinnesses if you put a little of the cider in there. <laughs>
1: That's so nice. It really is, like, it's it's a nice taste. Mm-hmm. And it's something, like, so refreshing for some reason, like what you mm. never really think of about a Guinness. Well, I think with Guinness, um, it's
0: very coffee, like coffee, that kind of coffee almost flavor.
1: It, well, it's a typical stout. Yeah yeah like it's it's got that sort of deep sort of yeah you're right coffee forward, and taste. I don't
0: I love coffee, but I don't like coffee in my beer and the <laughs> cider with the sweetness really seems to like you can still smell it and and there is that taste, but it's not it's not overpowering it's very nice
1: it is it's it's very it's a treat and yeah. so the um the strongbow is uh like I said is a five point three percent alcohol so it's a little stronger than the guinness so this is actually funny. So um, this drink was created in Ireland. Right. It uh, was traditionally made with apple cider, English specifically apple cider. Oh, really? And the story behind it is that Guinness is to sit on top of the cider because it was intended to be a political statement.
0: Oh, that's what the political statement is. Okay. I did see this when I, very briefly when I was looking at it. And I actually couldn't get strong vote. So I got I was like, well, I'll get an Irish. Oh, would you get Summersby? No, I got Magners, which is an Irish Maybe. cider because I was like cuz this is a political statement. But now I get, yes. Why? It, it, was, the, why it the, was the it English was the sort of the Yes, that makes more sense yeah.
1: now. Okay. It ah, was the yeah. Irish's sort of cheeky way of being like uh, you know, we'll always it'll always be Irish first. Yeah. So uh, I went based on without knowing there was any sort of political connection. Uh, to, I went based on just the name of Crown Float, which sounded to me like a dead body. Queen Vic floating in her her uh, coffin there with her charcoal place. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, yeah, yeah, I I texted Carla a couple nights ago. Kind of, uh, I probably was caked at the time, but I I thought it was. Oh, like this is gonna be fun, one. Uh, (laughs) So a little, a a little background. We, we've already given you a little bit, but Guinness. I'll just give you a a basic description of Guinness and a basic uh, description of Strongbow because it is supposed to be the Strongbow. Uh, Guinness is a dark Irish stout that originated in the brewery of Arthur Guinness at Saint James Gate, Dublin, Ireland, in 1759. It is one of the most successful alcohol browns worldwide, brewed in almost 50 countries, and is available. In over 120. Sales in 2001, this is an old article, <laughs> amounted to uh, 850 million liters. So right. I would imagine it is more than more that. Money. Yeah, And a little history on Strongbow. Strongbow is a dry cider produced by H.P. Bumler. <laughs> That's a dumb name. Bulmer. It's B-U-L. Oh, okay. oh man, Damn I it. wish that L wasn't there and his name was Bummer. <laughs> it's Bulmer in the United Kingdom yeah, just quite recently in 1960. Oh. A Strongbow is the world's leading cider with a 15% volume share of the global cider market and a 29% volume share of the UK market. So, pretty popular yeah. in the UK and in uh, the world. So, yeah, that's uh, that, That's just kind of a little history on the both of them. Yeah. You're supposed to mix it 50 50. You're supposed to float it with a spoon, which I found is actually quite challenging mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, mine just kind of turned out. It just really quite mixed in.
0: Yeah, I mean, like mine's mixed in now because I'm being slow.
1: Right. I'm getting distracted by talking, and so I don't have the proper spoon. You're supposed to do it with like a bent, you know, the bent spoon that goes right into the glass, mm. Mm. like a proper cocktail spoon. But I, oh, do, I like, just a took my slow. That's boo. I just used this. Uh, I just use the spoon to eat the head off the beer like it was <laughs> ice cream. It does look like it does look like it ice was cream good. when
0: you when you make it. So except for that tighter yeah. part at the bottom. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did not know that uh, Strongbow was English. I for some reason thought it was Irish. So I'm yeah. learning
1: things today. Hey, we're learning. Speaking of learning, do you have any interesting facts for us? I do. So, um,
0: back to the deaths of the monarchs. Quite a few yeah. monarchs have died, not just British monarchs, have died on the toilet. Going back to your <laughs> thing. Back to the, back to Elvis. Yeah, uh, George II and my, one of my favorites, Catherine the Great of Russia. Mm-hmm. Now I can't blame them because let's be honest like the sh- I want to say shit but that's not right. Uh the bacterial <laughs> infections that you probably were getting and eating in 100%. olden day times, you probably were on the toilet a lot. So no shame.
1: You know? No There's shame. There's no shame. And you want to know something if I don't die on the toilet, I my I have died in vain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't die shitting with somebody finding me with my unwiped bomb. Yeah. I, I've died in vain. It's not as hilarious as I wanted it to be. It
0: would be helpful though if you were empty of everything because when we do the fireworks, that's better for everyone.
1: The, you know what? That's true. It is it would be more thoughtful
0: it of would, me to yeah, die on the exactly. Toilet. George V, who we've talked about, little Mr. Boatman. Man. Um, he actually so he was he was had been quite unwell for a while, and they kinda knew that he was on his last legs. Um, And so his doctor, who at 11 p.m. on the 20th of January, 19-something, why didn't I write that part down? Um, He actually gave him a lethal injection so that he could pass in peace, but also so that his death could be announced in the morning edition of newspapers, rather than the less appropriate evening journals.
1: You wouldn't want to be a skanky death that died at
0: night. Yeah, you don't want to go in the yeah. trashy evening news Because people used to have a morning newspaper and an evening news- newspaper because we didn't have CNN back then. <laughs> Sometimes people just didn't read the news all day. God, God. Um, some things about the St. George's Chapel. So yeah. that's where... Um, Prince Philip will be having his funeral. Uh, I think only 30 people can go as per COVID rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the chapel that it has been since the 19th century, chosen as a burial place for most of the royal family. Before that, like I mentioned, from the 15th century, most monarchs and their concerts were buried at Westminster Abbey. Uh, there are two coffins. Of unidentified children buried in Saint George's Chapel, and they creepy. are supposedly the princes of the tower, which is the uh, I would call the big mystery murder mystery of history. Ooh, I rhymed. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> the murder,
1: <laughs> the murder mystery of history yeah. uh, sounds like the newest uh, single. It is on your track on your album, album track.
0: Um, there's actually been a podcast recently that came out on trying to figure out this. It's, it's a, it's some princes were murdered, like in the several hundred years ago, several, several hundred years ago. They've never found them. But I guess there are these two coffins that maybe, maybe the, the, uh, the missing tw- uh, brothers. So, oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, All right.
1: So that's those them the facts. The facts. You guys, we do this every week. Uh-huh. Every bleeding Thursday. Uh-huh. And we're so grateful that you come out and uh hang out with us and listen to us uh talk nonsense, get hammered, and call it work. So if uh, you'd be so kind. To subscribe, rate, do all the things that uh help people uh to know we're alive and here, and uh spin on over to the Comedy Here Often uh podcast network and check out everybody else that's on there because uh, we're we're among a list of pretty talented people. And also, here's a fun thing: yeah, uh, we will be part of the uh Comedy Here Often podcast network uh festival called yeah. Stop Going Viral. Uh, which is on the 26th, 27th, 28th of April. Is that correct,
0: Carla? I believe so. On the weekend, it's on YouTube, and you can, yeah, it's on their
1: YouTube channel. So you'll have to head over to uh cho podcast network.com that's chopodcastnetwork.com to get uh tickets, and you can it'll link you over to the uh the event. So, I mean, there's going to be like a lot of people on this uh festival i know it's i'm so
0: excited cool. I, my name is on the same poster
1: as deborah Di giovanni yes and also as... amy polar's ex-husband <laughs> that's
0: correct Three-grade will arnett who
1: is will arnett is on the post yeah, and who else is uh oh my god there's uh, so many people um neil brennan mm-hmm. is on, is will be on it mm-hmm. uh I, I mean there's just like a lot of great uh people alongside um a lot of great canadian podcasters yes as well who are uh just uh, some of them are coming up on the charts huge like darcy michael and uh, jane stanton with their podcast uh high school suck they're like they're coming in at like number two underneath like tiger belly and uh mark maron and joe rogan and stuff like it's insane yes and we got interviewed um by, by uh kevy and young alexi yeah who are super fine, uh, so. Who and who they do, do the like, uh, flagship YouTube. podcast yeah
0: they're there you can actually find their podcast on youtube so it's very much worth it
1: and it's super out.
0: fun yeah it's super fun
1: and i'm on old episodes of that so check, oh, there you go. <laughs> check that out so. um also yeah, you should check great. out
0: Brittany on her you just did a podcast on one of the show
1: networks oh yeah uh so you ruined the party yes. over with uh bobby and randy newmeyer and uh, you and, also have a album I do called going up, and Carla has a new book Woo! called "Sleep When, called You're, Sleep Dead. when You're Dead." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah! So we've <laughs> we're we're starting that. This is a uh, this might bore you, but it's exciting that we get to be part of things again. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, mommy. A, we're uh, doing works. Look, mommies we're doing workins. <laughs> uh, yeah, so check all that stuff out. Uh, thanks for listening every week. We love you and we appreciate you so much. Um, uh, stay tuned for uh, more announcements and more fun and uh, we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks guys